Hey guys, this is Coach V here with the Kaizen Karate Podcast. This is a special episode. The topic here is keeping the main thing the main thing. And the question is, well, what is the main thing? And, you know, I'm going to start this episode here by talking about sparring. So in our school, Kaizen Karate, we're based in the Washington, D.C. area uh, in the United States. And we have a lot of friends who are listening from abroad. So if you're ever in town, give us a shout. Uh, But sparring... It's the main thing for us. That's what we do. And to be clear, I'm talking about continuous sparring. So, you know, yes, we participate in point fighting. Yes, we participate in, you know, sport karate. Um, that is what we do. But again, our, our, our main thing is the continuous sparring. Uh, for example, you know, in our black belt exams, we generally have each black belt candidate uh, who's testing for their black belt do three to four sparring matches, sometimes more. Uh, And by the way, there's other elements to the black belt test, but it's a huge part. It's really the core part of our test uh, is that we're checking out your sparring skills. So again, the topic for today is keeping the main thing the main thing. So how do you make sure uh, that you can keep the main thing the main thing? And if you're listening here, maybe you're a martial artist from another school or uh, a friend or uh, of our organization or things like that, and maybe there's a different part to your group that's the main thing. So this is something to think about uh, as we move forward. So the first thing I want to talk about today is tournaments. I'm going to tell you our belief and our philosophy on tournaments. You know, during normal times, you know, here we are towards the tail end, I think, of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, We're recording this in summer, uh, summer 2021 towards the end. During normal times, you know, we held our tournament with four competitions. Uh, we had an iron person competition, with a, which was a fitness competition for, for boy, young boys and girls, really catering to the beginner level students based on push-ups, sit-ups, uh, snap kicks, or burpees, things like that. Uh, the second competition was the kata competition. The third competition was the sparring competition, sport, karate, point fighting. Uh, and the fourth competition was board breaking, very, very exciting part of our competition. You know, the reason that we're talking about this as, you know, keeping the main thing the main thing was we had times when we had students who uh, would only enter into the iron person competition and they weren't white belts. Uh, maybe they were intermediate or even advanced students. And we had sometimes students wanted just to focus on board breaking and they skipped the kata and the sparring. No question to me, kata and sparring is the main dish. And if you had to pick between the kata and the sparring, at least for us, uh, sparring is the key. And I know there's other schools who have different beliefs out there, and I'm curious to hear about yours. Uh, so, you know, just message me and I'm, or leave comments, uh, you know, when we post this online. But again, for us, you know, at Kaizen Karate, the, the, the big thing for us is the continuous sparring. So we love tournaments, right? But if your main focus is board breaking an iron person, I think you're missing the point of what we do. Uh, next, you know, there's a season for tournament sparring in my books. And if you're making tournament sparring the main thing for you and it's year round and you're competing in tournaments, you know, I support that. I think it's a nice thing to do. It creates camaraderie, uh, creates a sense of community, especially during non-COVID times. But only if you're making sure that you have your group classes, if you're making sure that you're sticking to the main thing of what your instructor is pointing out and really make sure you're in in alignment with the school and the school's philosophy. If you're out of alignment with what the school is trying to teach you and what myself or whoever your head instructor is trying to teach you, well, you're not getting closer to black belt. You're winning trophies, you're winning medals, but you're not getting closer to the main thing, which is getting to black belt, doing the most important thing. Next, seeking out trophies, awards, and medals. Again, it's just fine, 
but don't let the main thing slip. Number two, uh, this is the second thing we're going to talk about today on today's podcast here, is if you're a multi-sport athlete, and I'm kind of focusing here on uh, a lot of our youth. I know I can speak for myself. When I was in middle school, high school, I did every sport imaginable. Um, you know, I know for myself, I personally did soccer. I did track and field. I did cross country, basketball, tennis. I did all of these things. And I love playing all these sports. Um, you know, until I really focused on karate as my main sport, I really wasn't making very good progress. And there was one real defining moment that that helped me. And I know for myself back when, you know, this is right before I got my black belt, I believe it was like the summer of like eighth grade or so, somewhere around there. And I was trying out for the middle school soccer team. And I and I think I had my years right. And I remember the 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 coach, the the head coach of the soccer team, and he said to me, look, you know, uh you know, I'll let you on the team, but you're probably going to be on the bench the whole season. He was essentially being pretty nice to me. Looking back on it, at the time I was pretty upset, but he, um, he was pretty much telling me, look, you know, you didn't make the team, you got cut, but you know, back then they were trying to be nice and, and I appreciate that. Um, but that one really hurt, you know, and what I didn't realize was I wasn't in shape. He wasn't benching me or not getting me on the team because I was the best player and he was mean to me. It's because I was out of shape. I really didn't have the skills to back it up. And so what I did was between the summer of eighth and ninth grade, that's when I really made a transformation. I ran pretty much every single day. And I can't really remember taking a day off. I mean, rain, shine, didn't matter to me. I just, I ran every single day, ran two, three, four miles sometimes a day, did my push-ups, did my ab work, you know, just, I grew a whole bunch that summer. Uh, Those of you who remember, might be showing my age on this, but this is pre-iPod, iPad, you know, all of these iPhones, all this. I had a... uh, a Velcro, uh, kind of like a walkie, like a Walkman that you had a couple of different, like six different buttons. It was yellow and I strapped it around my arm and I could control my, uh, my audio that way. And I had a cord that, you know, went into my headphones, the whole deal. And man, I mean, it was great. I loved going on runs. And I bring this up because, you know, today's topic is keeping the main thing, the main thing. And, you know, when I was chasing all of these different sports, soccer and cross country and basketball and all of this kind of stuff, you know, I was, I was, it's kind of like that saying, you're a jack of all trades, but a master of none. And that's really where I think I found myself between eighth and ninth grade. And going into ninth grade, I made fitness the main thing. And that's definitely in alignment with what getting a black belt is all about in our school. And I remember the school I used to train at, fitness and being in shape, it was a huge part of getting to black belt. And then the other big thing that happened for me was right around 10th grade, 11th grade, you know, right when I got my black belt. I remember I stopped playing basketball. You know, I was on the varsity team and I just opted not to continue. And, you know, I just remember it, you know, pretty vividly that, you know, it was it was more about making karate the thing. And so if you're a multi-sport athlete, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you really want to get good at something, maybe it's not karate, maybe it's something else. Instead of having three or four or five different sports or extracurricular activities or two or three languages that you play and three instruments, start to narrow things down. I think elementary school is where you try all that stuff. I think middle school and definitely going into high school is where you start to focus a little bit more uh, on a few things. Uh, So that's definitely my advice on how to make sure you're getting closer to black belt. So again, number one, tournaments. Tournaments are great, but make sure that you're, you know, figuring out what's the main thing. Again, for Kaizen, uh, continuous sparring is it. 
right? Think about your black belt exam, guys, right? Three to four sparring matches minimum. We even do a two-on-one fight at the end. That's our main thing. Uh, multi-sport athletes out there, you know, if you're swimming or soccer, whatever it might be, I think those are great. Um, but again, figure out how do you make karate a priority. Third, and this is the final part before we start to close out here on the podcast, and this is a quick episode today, so hopefully you're listening to this in the gym or while you're going on a quick jog or something like that, um, is change, right? So the topic is change. The only thing that stays the same is change. And I'm going to repeat that again. So the only thing that's going to stay the same is change. And, you know, black belts, they really have to be able to adapt. You know, my very first uh, karate instructor used to say that all the time is that especially like when you were sparring in, in class and you're doing like a one minute, two minute or, or more uh, sparring match with your partner, you know, if you needed to change and adapt, that was critical. So you got to make sure that you're, you're having the ability uh, to adapt in the middle, you know, without having to call the timeout. I think that's a crucial part of, of being able to get better, move towards your ultimate goal, which is black belt. Uh, next, you know, the pandemic, it, it, it's really tested all of us and our capacity to change and adapt. So I understand that these are some tough and unusual times right now. Uh, but with that being said, hopefully things are getting better. Hopefully there's some daylight on the horizon. If you're listening to this, I hope things are improving for you. One of the signs, in my opinion, uh, that you're winning right now, it's you're showing up. You know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not showing up, you're still winning because you're staying plugged in. And I, I commend you because maybe you had to stop for some reason or the other. Maybe it just was, it was really, really hard to continue because I know it's like that for many people. If you're listening this deep into the podcast, let me tell you something. You're definitely winning because you're trying to get plugged in or you're staying plugged in, right? One of those things. And if you have stopped, give your instructor a call. Come back. Try out a class, right? I mean, it's not too late to go back. And you know what? When you go back, especially if you come back and train with us, uh, no one's going to say, where were you, right? Guess what we're going to do? We're going to welcome you with open arms. And that's how it should be uh, at any school. And instructors, if you're listening out there, don't ever, you know, treat people poorly, right? You always want to make sure that, you know, if you have a student who comes back after a long time, nice warm greetings, right, guys? You know, guys and gals, make sure we're giving everyone a nice, warm, friendly greeting because everyone's been through a real tough time. So again, you know, the topic of today's podcast is keeping the main thing, the main thing. And, you know, the t third thing I was talking about was change. So how do you keep the main thing, the main thing, if everything's changing all the time? And the answer is, you just adapt, right? And I know it's not always comfortable to do so, but if we're rigid and we're always waiting for things to go back to how they were used to be, maybe they might not go back to how they used to be. But if we're flexible and we adapt, I think that's the key. And, you know, black belts, we have an advantage because we already are used to adapting and changing as part of our sparring matches. And if you're a black belt, you've been training for eight, nine, 10 years or more, you got to be used to it by now, right? So see if you can, you know, Share that with students. I think that's a great lesson to share. So before we get out of here, I want to give you some action steps on how you can keep the main thing the main thing. So just to put it another way, how can you make sure you're moving to your next belt rank in the most efficient way possible and doing it the right way? How can you make sure you keep black belt your goal? If you're already a black belt, how do you want to make sure that you continue? Uh, how do you want to make sure that you're continuing to improve? And here's some thoughts. Here's some questions that you should ask your instructor, your coach, your mentor, uh, whoever's training you, right? Here's what you should ask. Number one, 
can you please give me some honest feedback on where I stand? I think that's a very general question. Uh, maybe that's someone who maybe trains with you, uh, you know, semi-regularly or is one of your instructors. Here's another question. What do I need to work on? Again, I think it's a good, uh, good question to ask. Here's a third question that I think if, if your instructor really knows you, right, they've seen you for a long time, you have a long-standing relationship, ask them this, hey, what changes do I need to make? You know, it's a pretty specific question. If someone says, hey, how was your day? Well, if you had a long day, you're trying to kind of figure out in your mind, well, what, what should I tell them about? But the more specific you get with your question, the better the quality of the answer you're going to get. So this third question is something you might want to start asking to your instructor is, hey, what changes do I need to make? And then let them speak. Let him or her tell you what you need to do. Here's a fourth question. What do I need to add to my schedule? Or what do I need to add to my sparring? Or what do I need to add to my overall martial, martial arts training? They'll tell you. And here's a third, and here's a fifth, I think, final thing to, to, to wrap up on is, what should I stop doing? And that's a tough one. If you're an upper belt with us at Kaizen, you know, your brown belt, red belt, man, if you ask that question, I know if you asked me that and you said, hey, what do I need to stop doing? That's a pretty, you know, big boy, big girl question that you're asking right now. You know, so I would encourage you, if you're listening this deep into the podcast, have those tough talks with your instructor. Because especially if you feel stuck, if you ever feel like your instructor has looked over you for a promotion, or if you feel like, you know, you're past that time, never ask for promotions, right? Never do that. But there's no doubt in my mind, if, an, if a student came up to me asking for advice or asking one of these five powerful questions, you know, myself and any one of our instructors would be happy to help you. So to close out, we got to keep the main thing the main thing. The main thing is our continuous sparring on our black belt exams. We do three to four sparring matches uh, at a black belt exam on average, sometimes less, sometimes more. But again, tournaments, they're great. But again, make sure that your continuous sparring during class time is the main thing. Make sure you're in alignment with the mission is of the school and what your instructor is trying to teach you. Second, if you're a multi-sport athlete, all for it. But at some point, you know, I say this, you know, you can't, uh, you know, you can't chase two squirrels and expect to catch both. You got to figure out one squirrel to chase, right? Same kind of deal with the sports. I mean, it's not often you're going to find someone who's an expert in three different sports. I think it's good to have a lot of variety, but at some point karate has to be the thing that you do. It's what you do. Uh, third is change. You know, we're in a season where a lot of change is going on. And remember, as to be a really good black belt, especially in your training and your sparring, you got to be able to adapt. So hopefully this episode helps you. Uh, we'll be back with season two of the Kaizen Karate Podcast very soon. And here's a couple quick updates. Um, you know, myself and Coach David will be uh, starting up season two of the Kaizen Karate Podcast probably in the next few weeks here uh, after this episode airs. So hopefully by the time you're listening to this, hopefully it's already up there. Uh, and, you know, we, we've listened to some feedback that we've gotten from students and friends and family and all these things. So I cannot wait to implement some of the changes for season two. Uh, they're going to be pretty exciting. Uh, the other thing to keep in mind is that fall 2020, uh, fall 2021 is coming up. And if you're interested in training, the, the, you know, our schedule of classes will be posted up. And, uh, let's say you're not part of our group in the DC metro area. I just wish you a ton of success, whether you're an instructor, a teacher, a student, doesn't matter. I just hope uh, I hope your training goes well. Uh, if you know someone who can benefit from this podcast and benefit from this episode, please uh, share this. 
And also don't forget to leave us a review. We really appreciate it if, uh, if you can do that. And don't forget to subscribe to everybody. Okay, until next time, this is Coach V with the Kaizen Karate Podcast. I'll see everybody next time.